0: Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter, there is no plan, and it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Never, ever, ever. You fucking better not make fun of me, you son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, I would never say anything bad about him and does all this great work our technical director is one of the greatest people on the planet
0: yeah and and, and yeah <laughs> that too oh my lord shit's uh, getting deep in here so what's up you bastards
2: well i have to start off with a couple shit's rants. Get- okay first is first thing now Back in 2020, when the apocalypse happened, okay, yeah, yeah, we started going pretty much. We started maneuvering towards a Back in cashless society. When the apocalypse, yes, nobody was taking dirty money anymore. It was dirty, filthy, cocaine-filled, and everything. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. All of a sudden, now, now we we got used to all that. All these businesses now are upcharging if you don't pay cash. Yeah, I saw it's. Been, I saw one. There was one restaurant in particular that seemed to have been doing it forever. Uh huh. But now more and more, I'm seeing like more restaurants doing a surcharge if you don't pay cash.
1: Yes, I think that's because the bank fees went up.
2: Maybe, They're but I do know a from a business owner that I knew that how like they do have to pay a percentage. Oh, right. um, a business... Yeah, for for what they bring in for credit, but after so many transactions it just evens itself out. Right. So these businesses I think are saying, well let's not wait to see if we get that made transactions. Let's just stick it to the customer right away. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. So now I'm gonna just be carrying fistfuls of cash in my pockets, unguarded all the time. Maybe I shouldn't have put that on the internet. <laughs> but No, I'm gonna be trying I'm gonna be remembering these places and paying cash a lot more because yeah, I don't like being charged, and it's not even a real number. Well, it's like three point nine percent.
0: Yeah, of percent of what? Of of your total charge. Well, that bill. is bullshit. Of your total bill. See,
2: I told you, no oh. one's going to disagree with me on this. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it is kind of bullshit, but what are you going to do? And I mean, the reality of it is, shit rolls downhill, and as a consumer, we're at the bottom of the fucking hill. You're exactly and correct. And speaking of bullshit, at the bottom, your fucking league. Okay.
2: Okay, I I had a little downtime at work. All right. So I decided to start poking around, like the league activity. Uh huh. And between between my kid, the Meat Machine, and Ad Drop Galgosi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody. These guys don't have the starting lineup anymore. Okay, that's bullshit. You draft these people, you should have to keep no week <laughs> week one.
0: That that new rule, put it down. Wait. Stop. You want to make rules, you become commissioner. I had my own league many times. However. I would not. However, I'll take it under advisement. But since I fucked up and didn't tell anybody no in this league when they said they wanted to join.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know.
0: Uh, now we have a 16-team fucking league, which yes. is just a nightmare. Um, I have an idea. And the idea goes as such, I think that next year, only the top 10 teams get invited back. I don't like that.
2: (laughs) Because I don't know if my team's going to go to shit this year. (laughs) I I feel conspirated
0: against it. That's a chance you take.
2: I don't want to take that chance. I actually enjoy being in fantasy football leagues. And I don't want to lose this okay, one. Okay, all right. Well, I don't want to lose right, this one no, because on, I get on. conspired
0: against. Hold on. The three oh of God. us the three of us will be grandfathered in. <laughs> it's the oh no not them league, and we are oh no not them. <laughs> okay, thank okay. God. Uh and
2: and you know, well you know I feel bad for the bottom people though. I don't. I don't know. I mean I don't do, th- do better. I still think there's a point. I mean, first off, anybody that didn't show up for the draft should automatically be in, like, a 500-point deficit for the season. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if you add drop before week one, that's another maybe 50 points per
1: Oh, oh fuck,
0: that's... Andy's going to be in the deficit all year. Yeah, dude.
1: that's that's a scratch right there.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure out a way to fairly and equitably trim the fat from this it's league. It's going to
2: be easy because I guarantee you, every league I've ever been in, there's always one or two people that... Put no effort in. They yes. they want to join so bad, and they want to be part of something, and then you never see them again.
0: I I, I, I can name a few off the top yeah. of my head from our league. During, uh, I'm not going to mention any names on the air. Lance Stein. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to en- mention any other names on the other uh, the other names on the air. Mark Van Gordon. Um, <laughs> my my I mean, my brother in law is a great fucking guy. Yeah. Okay, Mark's yeah, yeah. a great fucking dude. However, last year he put zero effort I know. in. <laughs> he put no you effort in. You know what in.
2: the best part is? I put zero in effort last year and I won it all. Oh. No, no it's cuz Ryan did You're it all. Correct. No, 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 no. I had my own secrets and I it's Ryan really Ryan sh- did it all. No. No. Your secret was Ryan. No, I, my secret And that is- will be born out this year. My
1: zero se- effort is not changing your lineup when somebody's on a bye week. Oh yeah. well, no,
2: I think to me zero effort is not doing a lick of research. Well, I, Which I don't. Yeah, I don't do any research either. But that's uh, why when people say during the oh you picked up this guy yeah, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> well, because you're a fucking dummy, and I, and and this fucking dummy's your league champ. So fuck you. Oh. A
0: busted clock is right twice a day. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, fool.
2: And I found
0: mine. <laughs>
2: yes, you and did. And I have
0: a trophy to prove it. You don't give no blind squirrels trophies. Yeah, I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Mariposa Cup is coming home this year. No,
2: I think it's 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 collusion and calligraphy and anything that I like that. I what don't, the hell's? What cal- does calligraphy have to That's do with handwriting? You idiot! I, it, it sounded. It sounded. Yeah, because it, it started with a C. It's <laughs> league champ.
0: Um, <laughs> I think after Labor Day, I might take mm. applications for a new host. Mm. Okay, but the co-hosts are gonna stay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, ju- I'll, ju- I'll just run
0: the board. I'll just run the board.
2: Oh, <laughs> that—that I wouldn't want to see. Things will be thrown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think? If I—if I was just—if I had just engineered this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but who would be as fun as I am in this chair? Nobody. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people that have
2: your wit and... What's the other word? Witticism. No,
0: that's I just said wit. Wit. Witticism. Uh, my effervescent personality. Okay.
1: Yeah, his bubbly personality, yes. He's There's bubbly, everybody. all right.
0: <laughs> 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 fucking bubbling over. <laughs> I'm bubbly, he's blub blub. <laughs> it was there, I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> all right, so... How was everybody's week, anyway? It was okay. Okay, good. If you have to go towards
1: Allentown, uh huh, avoid 145 by lorries. Why? They're doing construction, and they start at seven in the morning. Ah.
0: Well, well, I don't usually go that way in the mornings. Single lane. Oh my lord! I usually don't go that way in the mornings, and I know enough ways to get. I know yeah. enough ways to get to Allentown. I, I had, don't need to go that way.
1: I had <laughs> off. I had off Monday, so Tuesday I'm going into work, and I'm like, "Fuck the bus in Lorry Station." I hit. I hit. I got there at like ten to seven, and there's this fucking bus picks up a kid at that by that used car lot. Uh-huh. Then drives up 20 yards, stops at the trailer park across from the gas station. Uh-huh. Mm. Then stops at like three or four houses going all the way through. And while I'm in that traffic jam, here come the trucks turning into the parking lot. They're putting up the fucking signs for the road construction. I'm like, "You, well, this fucking timing is horrible." Yeah, oh, I got well.
2: I got behind a 20 uh stop every 20 seconds bus too and I, I they even stopped at a house
0: that didn't have a kid. They, <laughs> they, well, I mean they have they they have like, because Missy drives a van for mm-hmm. uh, Northern Lehigh School District. And she's given a route that she has to stop at every stop. Yeah. They, they have to stop at each stop. Whether there's a kid, the kid standing or out or not. Yeah. Because, like, Missy will have to pull up, hit the horn, and wait. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No how, shit. How long? I don't know how long it is, but uh, I know she has to go. She has to stop at every stop. Hit the horn if nobody's out. She has to hit the horn and wait. You know, turn on the four ways mm-hmm. and wait for the child to show, or the parent to come out and say "fuck you." A kid ain't going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. That's
2: not nice.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they don't say it's it, fu- it that way. It, oh, I'm. It's, oh, it's oh, Northern Lehigh. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it, it's Northern Lehigh. Yeah, and, and she 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 doesn't drive a big bus. She drives a van. Yeah. So it's a lot of. Children with uh, special needs and behavioral problems and mm. things like that. So yeah, she. I mean, I like I. I couldn't do Missy's job. I'd fucking kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. It'd be because she got little. She got everything from little kids up to high school kids, right? I might pick a motherfucker up by the ankles and beat another motherfucker with a motherfucker. Oh god. You know, I I couldn't do that job. I would fucking kill somebody.
2: I I could not do any job that involves children.
0: Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Um, I tell you one job I'm looking forward to, uh we're less than a month out from the Haunted House mm-hmm. starting. Yeah. Um, going to be a very very fun uh very very fun season. I got to talk to you off air. I don't know if you got the thing about the mandatory state meeting
1: yes that's on the 10th
0: yes he put it on facebook yeah okay i didn't know if you saw it or not um you're not going to be the doctor this year we'll talk about that off air you'll like it you'll like where you're going to be okay um yeah there's there's been some developments no
1: i know i'm I'm excited yeah well this is my third this will be my third well Halfway through the one season, yeah. I was one thing, and then last year I was a doctor, and now change is good. I don't mind change.
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's like a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of uh, of change in the rooms of the haunt this year. Good. Uh, I'm not in the. I'm not in the. I'm not in the the uh, the but, barber's room, yep. the barbershop anymore. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be outside. In what was where chainsaw was correct. And Chainsaw, we built them a new room um, in the back. It's Yeah, there's going to be a lot of cool shit. Um, It's going to be an exciting season. We'll talk a little bit about it up there. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into our reviews, let's do a list. (laughs) Whoa,
1: Jesus.
2: Okay, how'd you get centered?
0: (laughs) No, no, that's not how you center your chi. That's how I do. Okay, I, um, your, your chakra all my, fucked my, up. My, week.
2: my chakra, man, is looks, looks like an you,
1: ass. <laughs> before we, you have to tell him the story about fucking Mahoning Valley, with that ac shit. Oh
0: no, the Akadaka tribute. All right, well, well,
2: Doug, Doug roadied for them. Okay, I, I, I couldn't tell which one was him. It's Okay, so. Well, I don't. I like to know who made the decision to put this stage facing away from the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I,
0: I. You told me that. I'm like, wait a minute. There's only one set of grandstands at Mahoning valley. Yep, correct.
2: And they weren't. Fa- they were facing the opposite. They were facing in the. In the it just didn't make any. They're facing the infield. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't an open stage. What I showed you the picture of the back of the stage was closed. It was very confusing. You're singing to nobody. But yeah. one of my favorite things was you could pay an extra ten dollars uh-huh. to go into the infield for the features, not for the band. For the features, four people paid that. <laughs> the extra money to sit in the infield. Well, they had two porta johns in the infield, dead center of the infield. So if a car actually, that would take forever for a car to get there. At one point, two of the women went to the porta johns. Uh huh. Because only one used it, though. The other one was standing guard, presumably, while the entire grandstands got to watch.
3: <laughs>
2: well, I, I said I mean, they always go in pairs. Yeah,
0: women always go in pairs anyway. But she stood outside to keep her safe from who? The other two people that paid the $10 to be in the infield. I think they're all family. I don't think you got to... It's Lee heightened.
2: <laughs> Still, Wait. it was very... It was very weird. Tell him what the Akadaka uh Oh tribute band. Yeah. They're a tribute band, so they played um of course Rock You Like a Hurricane. <laughs> what? wait, what? <laughs> so, what? I mean that classic A C D C song <laughs> that we've all we all know.
0: Okay. Doug can confirm all of this. I'll be at Doug's house on Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll be at Doug's house on Sunday. Um
2: that's so so since he roadied for him, I would <laughs> And Doug, if you're listening, you could you can chime in. Why did it take you so long to tear down? <laughs> My God. Oh fuck. I don't know.
0: I mean, I mean, what's uh, um, I mean, you know Snacky was in and out, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and the best part is Snacky was usually in and out without the help of John. Um, or Mark. Or uh, you yeah, want, but- no, that was That was that was that was one instance where yeah. we had no help from Mark. Um the the infamous yeah. rumors show. Yeah. Uh I'll, that's i that's a know. that's a story for Maybe off air. Oh my. But but- that, that's a story for <laughs> off air. Um, oh, shit. Um, and I'll have to retell it again because, um, we're coming up on the anniversary of his passing. So it'll be be five years. Yeah. So make sure I
2: want to know Doug's perspective on what they did. Right.
0: (laughs) Oh shit. So, all right. I got a list. All right. Um, we we got into a little bit of pro wrestling stuff last week mm-hmm. With uh, with the passing of Bray Wyatt and the passing of Terry Funk uh, Two of my all-time favorites mm-hmm. And two of the best heels ever For those that don't know, a heel is a bad guy Correct. Okay, So, here's a list In not really any particular order mm-hmm. Of 25 great wrestling heels Alright Alright Okay and we'll just go through and kind of see if we agree or disagree or if they should be on the list or not. The first one we have is Roman Reigns. I agree he should be on the list of 25 great heels. Correct. The work he's doing is fantastic.
2: I think he's boring as a heel. I, I, his his heel stuff is that everybody interferes with his matches. Well, I, I, I mean, he doesn't do particularly the things that heals are so and i'm sure that everybody else uh, the other 24 people on this list will be a shining example of what roman doesn't do a
0: few of them yes yeah because the next one on the list mm-hmm. gold dust
2: damn right great heel yes. gets in your freaking head
0: oh yeah the, the 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 mind games that you know that were part of the gold dust character were so great yeah mm-hmm. um and, and Dustin, nobody could have pulled that shit off the way Dustin, Ronald, Dustin Rhodes did. Nope. I, I, I think it would have failed if it had been somebody else. Yep. Next one on the list, another all-time great, and this gimmick would have failed if, uh, I mean, if you listen to Terry Taylor, he says the gimmick was supposed to be his at one point, the Red Rooster.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking okay. it, was, it wasn't the Red Rooster,
0: was it? No. <laughs> if you listen to Terry Taylor, mm-hmm. he claims, and I don't know how true it is. It may very well be true. He claims that at one point he was supposed to be Mr. Perfect.
1: Oh, my God. You never
0: know. He would when have it- done okay with it, but not to the level that Kurt Hennig did. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. he Yes. The
0: arrogance. And the fact that he pulled it off, yeah, and yeah. just
2: even as soon as he spit the gum out and smacked it away, it's just like it was
0: the I I mean you can't make things like that throwing the towel over his freaking shoulder and in catches it, yeah. When he's on commentary, the pencil flip catches it perfect every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You know, Kurt Hennig, and like his in ring was so good. Yeah, his. I, uh, you see a guy like uh, a shining example of it now is a guy like Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. who bounces around like a Super Bowl. sells like a fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was Kurt Hennig. Watch the SummerSlam match with him and Bret Hart when Bret Hart wins the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Kurt's all over the place. Wow. Number uh, the next one, the fourth on the list. And this guy is a probably in my in my opinion, Definitely a top 10 heel, probably a top five heel all time. Just for the psychology alone. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, just the snake in the bag. Oh, my God. Yep.
0: Jake Roberts. I mean, if you go back and watch his stuff in Mid-South when he was developing the Jake the Snake character. And then when he came to the WWF mm-hmm. and it came to full mm-hmm. life. Yes. It's such great stuff. As Vince would say, that's such good shit, pal. <laughs> Number five, a newer, uh more modern guy, uh, Randy Orton. Yes. It, sometimes I think he overdid the heelish stuff
2: when he went after the, like the legend killer stuff. Yeah. But like,
0: like the, the, un, the unhinged. Yeah was a little bit much at times. But only only because, I
2: mean, you're you're taught so many times that these guys are supposed to be looking up to the legends. Yeah. And, of course, on screen, it was like he didn't care.
0: Right. Spit Mick Foley's face. Yeah. Uh, threw Foley down a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, laid out Ricky Steamboat. You know. Just, mm-hmm. And even then, you know, just the whole Viper character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he. I hope he can recover from the neck injury, mm. and come back. I love Randy Orton. Next is another guy. This guy took the mind games in a completely different direction, and it worked so well for him. Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, oh yes. my God! Yes. Putting Jake Roberts's wife on his tights. Oh my Lord.
2: Yeah, he was and
0: one of the four founders of Degeneration X. Yep, a lot, and he's forgotten about. Yeah, and the only guy who <laughs> on the same night appeared on WWF Raw and WCW Nitro. Wow, because that night Raw was taped. And Rude was on. Uh, he was on a night by night basis. He wasn't on a guaranteed contract. Correct. And this is right after mm-hmm. Montreal, right after the Montreal screw job. Mm-hmm. So Rude, who was very good friends with the Hart family, walked. So Raw's in the can. It plays, and he knew what segment he was be- he was airing on on Raw. Mm-hmm. So on Raw, he's there. He's got the beard and the mustache. At the exact same time he's airing live on Nitro <laughs> Clean Shaven. Oh my. For that alone. Yeah. Yeah. I love Rick Rude. Yeah. Another one. People forget uh well, a lot of people of our generation will remember his heel run as the Iraqi sympathizer, mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. A lot of people won't remember when he first broke into the business. Well, not when he first broke in, because when he first broke in, he was beautiful Bob Remus, okay, I... which is his real name, Bob Remus. Um, but when he first got the Sergeant Slaughter character, mm-hmm. he was a heel.
1: I never knew that.
0: Oh yeah, he was a bad guy. He turned babyface in Allentown, Pennsylvania at Ag Hall. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, turned on the uh, turned uh, by coming out. And doing the Pledge of Allegiance and declaring war on the iron cheek. <laughs> it it's one of the most it's one of the most popular old school WWF videos out there. Great stuff. Uh, and this is back when the WWF taped almost all of their TV between Hamburg Fieldhouse and yeah and Ag, Ag Hall. Hall. All right. Next, he started as a baby face in mid South Wrestling. Turned heel, and then he his big heel run came in the WWF. The Million Dollar Man, mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase. Oh yeah, there you yep. go. Because Vince McMahon always wanted to be a wrestler. Okay, mm-hmm. but his dad said no fucking way. Vince McMahon always wanted to be a wrestler. So essentially, the Million Dollar Man was Vince. Yeah, it was that was. All right, he gave it to Ted. Yeah. Okay, and Ted DiBiase worked it to the fucking hilt. Great, yeah, great. The kid.
2: vignettes were just
0: fun. Oh yeah. yeah, where he would like buy a kid's basketball
2: or just or pop it. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got a price. Uh,
0: yep. Or <laughs> uh, he uh, try to get the kid to dribble a basketball ten times. Right. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then he kicks it out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. And
0: he had one of the most uh, the most iconic laughs <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just true. <laughs> yep, love Ted, Di- love Ted DiBiase, mm-hmm. and turns out him and his kid are both real life heels. Just ask the state of Mississippi. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you <laughs> know what? No, on? I don't. Well, uh, they got popped for COVID fraud. Oh, for a paycheck paycheck, uh, like paycheck yeah, protection. I know what you're saying? Yeah, they got like over three million dollars worth of it. Oh my! Yeah. Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase Jr., a few other people. Brett Favre was implicated in it, uh, in, a, in the, he also in Mississippi, but a different company.
1: Uh, okay, because I the Brett Favre one I do know about that had to do with uh, naming a stadium after him. Him donating money to a university or something.
0: Like yeah, that. well, he well no, he also got popped. He also got implicated in the Paycheck Protection Loan. Oh stuff. Lord. Um, moving on. Yes. Another guy, Great Heel, um sorely missed and a rightful uh, you know, he, thankfully he got his place, his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh Leon White, the man known as Vader. Oh. I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, I, yeah. I
2: felt I felt that the WWE just didn't utilize they him properly. They
0: fumbled with him I, and Terrible I, And
2: and uh, who who did he go up against mask versus mask match? Was that Kane? I think so. I don't know. His mask I, fell off all the damn time anyway. It, was it a, wasn't a, like a secret. It was a jock strap.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was up against a mask versus mask match. Well, you see, he, he started, he broke into the business uh, with Vern Gagne's AWA as the baby bull Leon White. He was a former pro football player, uh, played for the for the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, Leon, he's a big teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But everything he did looked like it hurt because it fucking did. Yeah, I, I heard he worked very stiff. He's stiff as shit. Um, so he's working for Vern, right? And then he goes over. He gets his big break over in Japan. Mm-hmm. And they made him over. They put him over immediately. They brought him in. His first match or one of his first matches was against a guy by the name of Antonio Inoki. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about Japanese wrestling, is bigger than Hogan over yeah. there. Okay. Oh, wow. Leon comes in. At, now he's Big Van Vader. hmm Comes in and obliterates Anoki in like <laughs> three minutes. Wipes him out. And he's, you know, he's uh, an IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, then he comes to the United States, back to the U.S., and goes to work for WCW, where he becomes a WCW world champion. And he's got some great feuds with Ric Flair, mm-hmm. with Sting, uh, with Cactus Jack. Uh, like yeah. The, yeah. The, <laughs> he, He's the one that took Cactus' ear off. Well, up over in Japan. Yeah. Or no, in Germany, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was actually Two Cold Scorpios doing. I thought that was... Well, no, Vader was in the match. Yeah. But before that, in one of the prelim bouts, Two Cold Scorpio goes up, and he's a high flyer. He goes up to the top rope, and he does his 450 splash off the top. And he goes back and he says to the ring crew, hey, those ropes are really loose. (laughs) So they go out and they tighten the ropes. And Cactus always did this spot, a hangman spot, okay, where he would go ass over tea kettle over the top rope and he would catch himself between the top and the middle rope. Uh Uh-huh. And the ropes are normally loose enough where his opponent could just come push him out. Correct. But as soon as Cactus catches himself in this, he knows something's wrong because he feels it going. He feels himself going out. So Vader comes up and pushes him out. Right. Yep. And Cactus loses two thirds of his ear. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's why Cactus Jack has one ear. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Vader. uh, Then well, there was the spot where he powerbombed Vader on the floor of the studio uh, uh, where he powerbombed Cactus on the mm-hmm. floor of the studio. And they did the whole amnesia angle, which was fucking terrible. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, but yeah. And then Vader comes to the WWF. He has, um, he has a good run with Cactus again as mankind. Uh, and then Shawn Michaels, the piece of shit that he is, derails it because he didn't want to work with Vader because Vader works stiff.
2: Yeah, and there's a great um thing they did in Boy Meets World. I can I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but he's the guy that played uh Black in, in Mall Rats that was looking at the painting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: He was playing like one of the bullies in it, and Vader shows up as the kids as the kid's father. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I remember that. Uh what
0: the hell is his name?
2: Um I'm, I'm blanking on the name. He's he's a really good actor too. I've seen him in a lot of movies. He was with Ethan Butter- Suppley. Ethan Suppley, yes. I, I, yeah, he yeah he played in Boy Meets World and Vader was his father.
0: Yeah, uh, I I, I, I Vader's one of my favorites of all. Yeah, time. I like watching him too. Uh, here's one we just talked about him last week. Your friend and mine, Terry Funk. <laughs> awesome,
2: awesome heel. Yes. Oh
0: my god, uh, he almost got he almost got Ted Turner. Thrown off of his own network back in the day. <laughs> he almost got WCW thrown off of their own network back in the day. Because they did an angle um, where Terry Funk was going after the, the world title from Ric Flair. Okay? And they did a series of matches. And in between two of the matches, they had a Clash of Champions special. Okay? Terry Funk pulled out a plastic bag and put it over flair's head on national TV. (laughs) Yes. The video, the footage still is on WWE network. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. Terry Funk, middle-aged and crazy. (laughs) And at that point he was married. He was married. He was managed by another one of my favorite managers of all time, not Cornette, but a guy by the name of playboy Gary Hart. Okay. Um, and, whoa, oh, God, what a fucking, what a pair they made because they're both nuts. Um, yeah,
2: all the stuff that's been going on um, since his passing on YouTube, I've seen a lot of his, his early promos with uh, Dory. Yeah. And, you know, his speaking tone, it's it's so much different. He actually sounds a, more intelligent. Yeah. The younger he was, it is, it is his older stuff was like, yeah. He he definitely leaned into the crazy part.
0: Yeah, he did. And and Dory was always level-headed. Dory was always very calm. And, uh this uh, I'm the NWA World Champion, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I'll take on all comers. And then you have Terry. Yeah cactus you son of a bitch <laughs> Tommy dreamer you egg sucking dog like find his ECW shit it's fucking great he was in that mm. match where
2: he asked for a chair yeah and got half the arena yes, yes. <laughs> and
0: they come over the they come over the PA stop throwing fucking chairs <laughs> and he took one right to the head oh. and, and the consummate pro funk sold it he registers it goes down sells it <laughs> And uh, Public Enemy got buried under the chairs that Was night. that who it was? That was, was that? Okay. It was Cactus and Terry against Public Enemy. All right. Fucking great shit. Um, next, another ECW uh, oh. alumnus and another man who was legitimately fucking crazy. Jerome Young, also known as New Jack.
2: Yeah, yes. I, I did not like him when I saw him because <laughs> it always seemed like... He he joined wrestling just to be able to legally beat people up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It, it seemed like he really. I mean, because I've heard the multiple incidents. The one where he, I think, the seventeen-year-old kid that. Well, oh, the mass transit I'm, incident. I know that he shouldn't have been in there to begin with, but I mean, well, good
0: lord! Did you hear the story? Have you ever heard the story of the mass transit incident? No. So they're at a they're at a show, ECW house show, in uh, I think Revere, Massachusetts. Somewhere up in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Axel Rotten has travel issues. He can't make it in that at uh, that night. It's supposed to be Axel Rotten and Devon Dudley against the Gangsters. Okay. There's a young man by the name of Eric Kulas, who has he works a lot of matches with a midget with a, a little person named Tiny the Terrible. Okay. Okay. And. He lies to Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer and the rest of the ECW staff and says he's 21 years old and he's been trained by Killer Kowalski and he's been working for three years and yada, yada, yada. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. He's 17. Uh Uh-huh. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two he asks New Jack to help him get color during the match to help him blade during the match. Mm. First off, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get juiced during the match, you don't rely on anyone else to do it. You gig yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen even
2: stories. Um, I think it was. Fit Finley helped somebody, and he just Fit Finley came on quick, juiced, and took off, and it just started bleeding.
0: Yes, you do it yourself. You gig yourself. You you you, you gig yourself. Anyway, so new Jack being new Jack says, "Okay, yeah, I'll cut the shit out of you."
3: <laughs>
0: or he didn't tell him that. He said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get your color. I'll get your color." And then mistake number three: this kid who's the rookie. Is going to the veteran saying he wants to do this, 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 and this. You don't do that. That is rule number fucking one in a pro wrestling locker room. If you're the if you're the underneath guy, if you're the young boy, you don't go to the veteran and say I want to do this, 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 and this. The veteran lays out the match. Mm-hmm. So, New Jack and Mustafa, the gangsters, mm-hmm. they go to Devon and say. We're going to throw you out of the ring. Don't get back in. No. <laughs> no. And Devon's like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so d, d- thinking, okay, fuck it. I got a night off, essentially. Oh, God. Well, um, New Jack has a surgical scalp. And he cut the shit out of this kid. And now, at this time, the kid's father is at ringside screaming, he's only 17, he's only 17. Oh, my God. It became known as the Mass Transit Incident. Um, That footage is on YouTube. Um, That incident derailed ECW's initial shot at getting on pay-per-view. That that put them behind schedule by about a year and a half to get on Mm pay-per-view. Barely legal would have happened about Mm -hmm. a year, a year and a half sooner. Had that incident not happened because of the litigation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Paul and ECW and New Jack were acquitted.
2: But there have been so many New Jack throwing, like, he got high. When he
0: tried to kill Vic
2: Grimes. Yeah. And there have been so many. Every, it's like, every time you hear, like, something that just, it's like, how did he keep getting away with being hired? It seems just a bad idea as a promoter.
0: Well, the thing is, he was hired by, like, when he first broke into the business, he was broken in by a guy named Ray Candy, um, who who worked underneath for Crockett back in the day Mm -hmm. and a little bit for WCW after the sale. And then New Jack goes to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and works for Jim Cornette, Mm -hmm. him him and Mustafa, the Gangsters and D-Lo Brown actually was their enforcer. Hmm. Um lo was their bump guy. Yeah. That way D-Lo could drop the fall, the gangsters don't lose any heat. Yeah. Jim Cornette it was not going to abide any of that shit in his promotion. Okay. Smoky Mountain was an old school southern wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. But Cornette's directions to New Jack for a promo, he never he never gave New Jack a scripted promo. New Jack go, out, Jack, go out and piss off some white people. And that is exactly what New Jack did. Mm. And then Jack and Mustafa come up to ECW to work for Paul. And there were no constraints in ECW. Yeah. No constraints in ECW. Paul let them do what he wanted. And then when ECW went out of business, an even more reckless promoter, a guy by the name of Rob Black ran a promotion called xpw out on the west coast hmm. uh think of ecw on steroids or meth dear lord yeah that's the promotion where new jack tried to kill vic grimes
1: is that the one where he took him up high and jumped
0: threw him off the, no well oh, no that's no right. he the, the 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 jump happened in ecw the, they they came off the balcony and Grimes is like, Jack, I can't, I can't, I can't. Fuck it, we're going. And he pulled him off, and Grimes twisted in the air and ended up landing on Jack's head. Fractured Jack's skull. Uh, lost. Uh, he ended up losing sight in an eye. A whole bunch of fucking shit. So now they're both working in XPW. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Rob Black decides to book him in a scaffold match. New Jack tased Vic Grimes. And now the ring is full of tables. The only thing of Vic Grimes that hit the fucking ropes were his ankles. And if his ankles hadn't hit the ropes and bounced him back in, he would have hit the floor. Mm. New Jack. Was a sociopath.
2: (laughs) I mean, he's too good of a heel. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Talk about living your fucking gimmick. Yeah. (laughs) Next is a great heel. 12th on the list, but the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. That's right. Yes. And I hope, I hope they do something. Is He's still. Nope, he's not the longest reigning anymore.
2: Oh, I thought, because I know that. Gunther so, took it. I thought he was going to take it, but nope. he hasn't
0: taken it nope. yet. I, I think Gunther has
2: I it. Thought oh. he, I thought he didn't have it yet. I was going to say, if, if he comes back to do something. Uh, nah, the I, no, German.
0: Oh, oh no 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 no! I don't mean do I don't mean do no no no! A, he'll a program he'll program with him. No, he'll ne- I don't think he'll ever see him in a WWE TV program again. Oh well, that's a shame. He done ran his mouth too much.
2: Well, that happens.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he's Jerry the King Lawler's cousin. Oh yeah, that's yep. how he got his job. Yeah, wow. One yep. of them. That's how one of them got the job. That's how that's how Hunky got okay. the job. I knew one of them
2: worked on on the other. one. Yep, he
0: was Wayne Ferris. His, mm-hmm. under his real name Wayne Ferris. Um, next his heel stuff was great, but Mm -hmm. he was also a great baby face. The undertaker. Oh, his, his heel stuff.
2: Yeah. I love the American badass. (laughs) Me too. People don't like that. version. I loved it. That was, I mean, I love it. It's my yard. You know, I'm going to hit you with this. It's like there's big old soup bone that I love that stuff. I love this stuff in the ministry of darkness. Yep. Big evil. I didn't like the ministry corporate ministry. I thought, okay, we're getting a bit too much now. Yeah. But when he, you know, they would, you know, had Stephanie and uh, Stone Cold up on the on the symbol. Yeah. I mean, his heel stuff, kidnapping Viscera, Midian, and yeah. all these guys mid-match to brainwash him. I yeah. mean, oh, The Undertaker
0: was awesome. You know what Midian's doing now? What? He's a chef. Like a high-end chef in awesome. Atlanta, Georgia. That is awesome. Yep, Dennis Knight. Wow. That is awesome. Yep. It, yeah. Does he cook any pig? I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure he does. Wait, was he pig or hog? He, he was pig. He was Phineas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was Phineas Godwin. Um, Mark Canterbury was was Henry Godwin. Yeah. <laughs> and they were they were actually a tag team before that in WCW. They were Tex Slashinger and Shanghai Pierce. Mm. God, I know too much about wrestling. Yep. Uh, number fourteen on the list. Uh, I think we're getting to better heels as we go along. Mm. Um. Great heel and a great baby face. Because really, to be a great heel, you sh- to be a great baby face, you should have been a great heel at one point. But here's a guy that was fantastic as a heel. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yes.
2: You know, I don't even think him as a baby face wasn't being a heel. I swear. It's like, find a baby face savage. It's still heelish. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is.
0: You're not wrong. Next is a guy near and dear to my heart. Kazro Vaziri. The Iron Sheik. Yes. Yep. Great. Oh I God. love Sheiky Baby. Oh, great. We just lost him recently. Yeah, we, too, didn't we? we it, it, this past year we lost Sheiky yeah. Baby. Um Sheik um, uh, Sheik she was so good. And you know, he played, he he really leaned into the anti-American thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But he fucking loved this country. Yeah. He he absolutely adored America. He he risked his life to get here Mm -hmm. and when he when he came here he he got a job um he coached the olympic wrestling team he helped coach the olympic wrestling team uh as he was breaking into the business under Vern Gagne. and you know he he played that anti-american heel to the fucking hilt but chic he was the embodiment of the american dream yeah true if you think about it yeah Shiki Baby was the embodiment of the American dream, and uh, you know we lost. Uh, you know th- he's a fucking absolute legend. It was a shiny moment on the WrestleMania album too. Yes, just <laughs> and one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches ever.
2: Oh, yeah. his his speeches, no matter what, an interview with him was funny as hell.
0: Oh God, his stuff on Howard when he was on oh, the my Star God. Show was yeah. great you gonna break your back, fuck your ass and make you humpy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I fucking love the sheik. Oh god. Uh, Number sixteen on the list. Great baby face. And people forget how good of a heel he was. Because he was so great as a baby face. Rowdy Roddy Piper.
2: Oh, I think he was I he was awesome as a heel. Yeah. I mean I don't remember him being a face. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, he yeah. was
0: The latter part of his career, yeah, yeah.
2: When you're when you're so, you get to that point in your career, you've done so much stuff that people just love you now, well, (laughs) unconditionally. He he
0: he became a babyface in 1985 or 86, WrestleMania three, against Adrian Adonis, Mm -hmm. because he was a he was a he was a heel up until that point. Okay, and then like he went away to do the do to do the movie They Live. And hell comes to Frog Town. And hell comes to Frog Town. I've never forgot about that. that. Oh, you gotta
2: see it. Yes.
0: (laughs) And like he had the Piper's Pit segment. Yes. Well, in his absence, they gave Adrian Adonis the adorable Adrian Adonis gimmick, you know, where he's playing this the cross dresser and this and that. And they did the flower Mm shop. Well, Piper comes back and takes a baseball bat to the flower (laughs) shop, and that sets up. It's supposed to be a retirement match and a hair versus hair match. Mm -hmm. At WrestleMania three with Adonis and Piper. Mm-hmm. Well, Roddy was a babyface from then on out, but you want to see a great heel. Look at uh, some of Piper's early work. Um, This is a man who was wrestling for Don Owen in, uh, uh, hang on. Da-da-da-da. Uh, junior. We watched, um, Jeremiah Johnson this week. Junior asked what movie Mm -hmm. we watched. Anyway, uh, he's work not for Don Owen. Don Owen was Portland. He's working for um, Judo Gene Labelle and Mike Labelle in Los Angeles and the the NWA LA promotion. And he's doing the bagpipe thing. He legitimately was a bagpiper, Mm -hmm. very good one too. Um, But there's obviously a large Hispanic community in Los Angeles. So he says he's gonna come out For my Mexican fans I'm gonna play the Mexican National Anthem (laughs) Now keep in mind this is the 70s You can get away with shit like this then So I'm gonna play the Mexican National Anthem On the bagpipes And the motherfucker plays La Cucaracha
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah He he also busted a coconut Over Jimmy's Jimmy's, In Allentown Yep. He um he also was the one, and I'm still not sure. The, the match against him in Bad News Brown when he did the, the half black? The, the half black, which still doesn't, it's never been explained why,
0: but he does it. Well, one half of him was Hot Rod, and the other half was Hot Scott. I just, I still, like, I never understood. Yeah, he, he, uh, that was WrestleMania. Five or six. Yeah. And he was great on the mic. Oh, God. Oh, yeah.
2: Fantastic
0: on the mic. Yeah. You won't find a better, like, to the point where in the 80s, like, when he first went to to Mid Atlantic, he was Gordon Soley's color commentator mm-hmm. and had to get coaxed into the ring. Yeah. And I, and I also,
2: I mean, even though it's not so much a wrestling match, I love the fact that how the boxing match between him and Mr. T worked out exactly as it should have. Yeah. Just, Power slam him.
0: Yeah. And and the thing of it is, had Roddy really wanted to go into business for himself, yeah. he would have beat the fucking brakes off of Mr. T. Roddy Piper, Roderick George Toombs. Rod Toombs was a Canadian Golden Gloves boxing champion. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yeah, there were so many. Rod Toombs was a
2: bad dude. Yeah, there were so many wonderful things he did. And I'm, I mean, I'm just... I'm, I, I love, and even it's like his entertainment where he knows how to entertain. Yeah. You know? And he knows how to keep kayfabe. He know he knew yeah. how to keep kayfabe alive. I still remember when he him and Morton Downey Jr. got in the ring together. Oh. He's like, I asked you nicely. Don't smoke in my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to do it again and, fucking hit, and he hits Downey with the fire extinguisher.
2: Yeah, I mean, oh God, I could. Yeah, and he's one of the only, he is probably the only Action figure I own in the wrestling thing. I have a Roddy Piper. Nice. That plays the bagpipes. Oh, nice. Yep, it's the only one I own. Nice. Such a fan.
0: I uh, love Piper. Next is a guy. Um, he he had a decent career before this gimmick. Uh, he started off as Scott as Scotty the Body, Scott Levy. Um, then he did a stint in WCW. As, uh, uh, what the fuck was his name in WCW? Anyway, he came to WWF. He was uh, Johnny Polo, mm-hmm. where he made his bones. ECW
1: Raven. Oh yes, Scott the, Levy, the
0: embodiment of Gen
1: um, X.
2: Yeah, it was like every, <laughs> I knew so many people that it was funny. I knew a lot of people that dressed like that before. The gimmick, mm-hmm.
0: and then accused of dressing like that because of the gimmick. I ask him, I wore for years a dog collar with a fucking padlock. Before, years before Raven ever did it.
2: Yep. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where it's like he just picked up on every fashion trend, and it was like, and then people started saying,
0: oh, you're just copying Raven. Who? No. It's,
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what? <laughs>
0: but no, I mean, back in high school, I, you know, The the fucking heavy the metal t shirts the leather jacket the
2: flannel tied around around the
0: waist we did it all yeah yep Uh, I'm gonna bring that back and and, go ahead (laughs) and you know Raven (laughs) Raven was such a great heel oh this man and this Kurt Angle um, threatened to sue over this. Um, before Kurt Angle mm-hmm. came to WWF, he did an appearance for ECW. And the night that Kurt Angle was at ECW <laughs> Arena, they shot one of the most infamous gimmicks, uh, most infamous angles they've ever done. Sandman was a carpenter by trade, okay? Uh-huh. His day job, he was, he was a carpenter. So they get this bright idea. They're going to do a crucifixion angle well at the time okay at the time um they were doing a they were working a program between raven and sandman Mm -hmm. and sandman's wife laurie had aligned herself with raven along with their eight-year-old old son tyler all right so part of this sandman builds the crucifix and then they tie him to it and put a crown of barbed wire over his head and raise it up outside the ring at ECW Arena. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle's a devout Christian. Mm-hmm. And Kurt is mm-hmm. fucking livid. Send me my check. If my likeness, my face appears on the same program as this, I'm going to sue you for everything you fucking got. Oh, my God. And he walked out the building. Mm. And in the aftermath of this, it was one of the few times you ever heard the crowd at ECW Arena quiet. (laughs) One of the few Mm -hmm. times you ever saw it happen. And two of Raven's lackeys at the time were the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards. I remember the Blue Meanie. Meanie and Stevie are both devout Catholics. So Stevie and Meanie are like, this is fucked up. I can't (laughs) believe we're doing this. This is (laughs) fucked up. So, Raven... Comes out and proceeds to give the most insincere bullshit apology I've ever heard in my fucking life, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who I offended deeply, I'm sorry. He also, I love, I love the flock. Oh yeah, I mean, he,
2: I mean, and I, I don't, I don't want to call people like you know. Nobody's and because everybody they do something but they were relatively unknowns well i mean if,
0: like the ones that you had in you had raven's nest in ecw yeah and like the Dudleys were originally part of raven's nest mm-hmm. until bubba ray and devon yeah. did their own thing but like big dick dudley um and then you had uh i was thinking like Lodi and sick boy oh uh, once once you got the wcw yeah Um, Yeah, then you had Raven's Flock. And you had Lodi, who was okay. Sick Boy, who was okay. Mm -hmm. Billy Kidman, who was fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. Perry Saturn. Um, I always thought Kidman didn't fit in there somehow. That was the weird part, because I always felt that Kidman didn't fit. They tried to make him a grunge guy, and it didn't really work. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, The next one. This man is infamous for one slap. <laughs> yep Dr. D. David Schultz. Don't He's, ask a wrestler if it's fake. Yeah, well and the thing is Stossel didn't ask him <laughs> oh, it's, it's, Stossel's exact words were, "I think it's all fake. <laughs> okay, now David Schultz was brought up in the territories. Mm-hmm. Where kayfabe was fucking strictly adhered to. Mm -hmm. And you got this little weasel reporter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask you the standard question. Uh, All right. What's the standard question? I think it's all fake. And with that, David Schultz hauls off and slaps the shit (laughs) out of John Stossel. Yeah. Not closed fist either. It was a slap. slap. Get up, boy. I was an open hand. It's all (laughs) fake. (laughs) So Stossel gets up. (laughs) That was a right. Now Schultz comes in and hits him with a left and knocks him down the other way. <laughs> and with that he fucking scurries off. That cost David Schultz his career. That's a shame too, because it was huge lawsuits. I and, was gonna say And David Schultz was a great fucking heel. And you know and he was a legit legit a bad dude. This guy, after he got out of wrestling, after he got out of the wrestling business, he was a bounty hunter. Oh my. He was, he was a bail enforcement agent. And he was all legit all over the country to Puerto Rico, Mexico on fucking bail skips. Wow. Yeah. Moving on. One of the greatest NWA world champions of all time. And one of the if you ask a, if you take a poll of 10 wrestlers, 10 old school wrestlers. One of two names is gonna come up. Who's the toughest son of a bitch ever in this business? One of them is gonna be Haku, and the other one is gonna be this guy, handsome Harley Race. I don't remember. He was him. he was after
2: I knew him more as a manager. Yeah. But he, he was he was after my time. Yeah. Um that I was watching stuff. So I never got to see him actually.
0: Great in ring talent.
2: But the stories I've heard from those wrestling round tables that uh uh, Dusty Rhodes would do with um Pat Patterson and the yep. old, th- the stories of Harley race. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: He another guy lived the gimmick. Yeah, oh no yeah it wasn't a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was Harley. Um the Cactus Jack uh McFoley tells a story. Um he got busted open um he got uh he got uh got his nose broken busted open in uh Maryland. And at the time, the Maryland State Athletic Commission, if you sustained an injury inside the ring, the commission paid for it. So he's wrestling Vader, who at the time was managed by Harley. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the doctor and, ah, Mike, I saw that happen. It was outside the ring and we can't pay for it. Harley says, it was a headbutt inside the ring. No, Harley, you know, it was outside. I said, it was a fucking headbutt inside the ring. Okay, Harley, it's covered. <laughs> and then, my Mick says, "Well, what would you have done if he would have refused to do it, or uh, if he refused to do it? He didn't want to find out." <laughs> <laughs> then, like he, uh, like Harley's left hand was the imag- was the stuff of legend. Okay. Harley would put you out with one shot. Harley, if you hit him with the left and he doesn't go down, what, what, what are you going to do? I'm going to go around him and see what is holding him up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Harley Race. Uh. Oh, God. Another guy was the epitome of the wrestling heel. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon Sr. dropped the ball here massively because he was given first crack at this guy. Mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman.
1: Oh yes. Great
0: stuff. He wanted to like Andy wanted to be a bad guy wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he called Vince McMahon Sr. Because Andy was from New York. Mm-hmm. And like Taxi was shot in New York. So he calls Vince McMahon Sr. and pitches this idea. And Vince don't want nothing to do with it. The kid would have fucking been all over it. Oh
2: my god, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Junior would have been all over it. So, he talks to Bill Apter, okay, who is like a famous wrestling photographer. He talks to Bill Apter, and Apter says, well, I got an idea. Give this guy a phone call. Uh, His name's Jerry Jarrett. He runs a promotion down in in Memphis, Tennessee. The rest is fucking history. Mm -hmm. Next, Steve Austin. Yeah, from the get go. Yeah, when he was part of the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, even before that, when he was stunning Steve Austin yeah. in in World Class. Yeah, it was a great heel.
2: Yeah, always it was like a forever great heel.
0: Yes, awesome. Um, I, I we're almost we've all gone almost an hour, so I want to kind of flip through okay. this quick. Uh, next is a guy who, when he turned heel, it worked fucking great. Andre the Giant.
2: Yeah, I. I was young enough to be saddened by that. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I, did. I, I always, was.
0: I always hated Hogan. So I loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, Andre and that there's the other side of the coin. A great baby face will always be a great heel mm-hmm. because the betrayal is that deep. Yeah. yeah. And here comes another instance of that Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Oh yeah. When he joined the NWO. Yep. Oh man. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I sit, and I, I, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be fucking Hogan as he's walking down yeah. the ring at Bash at the Beach.
3: <laughs>
0: Is he the third man? I said, no shit, Bobby. He's the third man. <sighs> uh, and he almost wasn't, though. He almost wasn't. He almost, he's like, he's like, until he told Eric Bischoff, until you've walked a mile in my red and yellow boots, brother, you'll never know. But he smelled that money. (laughs) He knew. He knew. (laughs) Because the third man was almost Sting. Really? Which would have never worked. No, not to the extent it could have. No, Sting can't be a heel.
2: No.
0: Sting can't be a heel. Number 24 on the list. The dirtiest player in the game, Nature (laughs) Boy Ric Flair.
2: Yeah. Yep. Always a great heel. Always. Yes.
0: And finally, uh, I... I hate that we glossed over these, but like I said, we got a lot of stuff we want to get to yet. The greatest heel in wrestling history, <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. What well, The most
2: imitated at this point with
0: yes. the authority figure. Mm-hmm. But who in their life has not wanted to beat the shit out of their boss? <laughs> yep. Oh, Christ. You know what I mean? Yes. Vince, Vince and Vince played it to the fucking hilt. And the best part is in the wake of the Montreal screw job, he thought he was gonna be the baby face. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like Brett, not you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do we uh, let's do uh, let's do the album first. I have that one on deck. Okay. All right, so our good friend uh, Mr. Jimmy Westerberg requested the album Tim by the replacements. It's their fourth studio album. It was released on September 18th of 1985. So we're going back a ways here. Our cast of characters, we've got uh, Tommy Stinson on bass guitar, Bob Stinson on guitar, uh, Chris Mars on drums and backing vocals, and the second greatest singer-songwriter of all time, behind Only Let Me Kill Mister, mm. on guitar, piano, and vocals, Mr. Paul Westerberg. Sorry, Jimmy, he's number two.
2: I feel when you say things like this, you're kind of bearing the lead on your rating. But, but, well, no, no, but no, no. Go no. on. No, 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 no. No,
0: I'm not bearing the lead on anything. Uh, starts off with a song called Hold My Life. Uh, I, I'm going to once again go with my uh, yes, no, meh ratings on the songs. Uh, what do you
2: got? Well, I thought this was a good new wave poppy song. I, I thought it was a really good start to an album. Okay.
1: I could never get into this band and this type of music. This this number one song is a no for me. I couldn't right. get into it.
0: See, I, I give it a meh. Uh, I said it's a very mid new wave punk song. I agree with you there. It's a, it's yeah. absolutely new wave punk. Um it's it's not terrible, but it's not great. Hmm? Uh next song we have is I'll buy.
2: Yeah. I felt this one had a really rockabilly feel, almost like Stray Cats, almost. It seemed, it had that feeling to me. And I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I like this one too. Yes. Um, I, I, I give it a meh.
1: I enjoyed this one. I'm right with mm-hmm. you. Rockabilly, it had that Stray Cat sound. Yeah. Yes. I, absolutely.
0: I, I said it sounds like it should have been on the soundtrack to National Lampoon's Vacation. That's That would have worked too. It, <laughs> it gave me that, that holiday road vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a bad, not a bad song, but it, it's like doesn't it, it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Kiss Me on the
2: Bus. This I felt it my notes. It's generic new wave. It could have been written by anybody in 1985. Right. There, there was nothing special to it.
1: What do you got? I got to know on this one. Okay. Which, yeah, I couldn't get into it.
0: I I give it a meh. Uh, it's a bit better than the last two, but nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. A, it's not a. It's not a terrible song. Um, I, I I didn't mind it, but I. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to find. Yeah. Uh, number four, we have a song called "Dose of Thunder." This is the only song on the album that was not written entirely by Paul Westerberg. Okay. Uh, this was a collaborative effort from the whole band okay yeah. uh, dose of thunder uh go ahead I, I felt I mean it had punk elements to it but I
2: didn't like it didn't feel like it came together
1: right I kind of agree with that as well yeah it's that's that's a no for me
0: yeah I, I give this one this is one of one of the. this is a no for me as well and the reason I give it is not for the songwriting or the or the performance
3: mm.
0: my no is is my note my, my actual notes are who mixed this? Mm. <laughs> uh this sounds like ass. Paul's voice is clipping mm. and was this bad of a mix intentional?
3: Mm.
0: See, the thing you gotta understand about the replacements is like if you went to a uh if you went to see the replacements live, yeah, you were either gonna get a fucking fantastic show or it was gonna be a total train wreck depending on how old drunk they were.
2: Oh, mm.
0: Okay. Like yes. the, almost like the Pogues. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and this one, yeah, this, I, I just thought this was mixed poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and th- that starts to become a trend on this album. Mm. All right. And uh, like, I, I actually listened to this album in three different ways. I listened to it in my car and I listened to it, I, you know, through my, like through the the computer Mm. while I was working and then, okay, it's computer speakers. It's not going to be very good. So I put on, I have a good quality gaming headset. So I put that on and no, it's not, it's the fucking mix because it didn't sound good anywhere as far as the mix goes. Uh, Next song, Waitress in the Sky. This one, I, I liked
2: it, and it, it almost felt like doo-wop. Yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't... I mean, the elements that were in this this album were just... It was all... So the album was so
0: all over the place. Yes. But Well, that's that's a replacements thing.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, good on them then.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. I'm going to agree with him. This is where the album starts... The songs start getting a little bit better for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I This is a yes for me. I really do, I dug this song. Um, they do the 50s and 60s vibe so well. Yes. And I wish the whole album would be like this. I would have really dug that. Um, next song is a song called Swingin' Party. Yeah. This one I didn't care for. And the,
2: key, the the drumming in this was so monotonous. I felt like it was like when you would take a keyboard and just hit the drum track on it. Yeah. And it just plays that same tick, tick, tink 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 over and over and over again. Yeah,
0: this isn't Chris Mars's best work. And it's just as like, oh my god, did they just phone that one in? Pretty much. <laughs> um, I, I did. I I did give the song a yes. Uh, I thought it was a good song. Um, my only issue again is the mix of yeah, it.
1: Yeah, and I gave this
0: a yes as well. Um, you, you hear the snare. You hear a little bit of the kick. You don't hear much else out of the drums, <laughs> but it's over fucking powering. I did like the mix. Did not like the mix on this. Next is my favorite song on the record, Bastards of Young. Yeah, and
2: I said this was a catchy tune. I liked it. Yeah. I, my my favorite as
1: well. Uh, very, very punky a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I, at their heart, at their heart, the replacements are a punk band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at their heart, they really are. Um, this is a, a fucking great song. Once again, the mix is sketchy. Paul's voice is clipping again. Mm uh that's my only fucking drag on the song. Mm. It's 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 a very it's a really good song. I just don't like the mix. I would have liked uh well, I'll save that. I'll save that. <laughs> Track number 8 is laid up uh, this is what Lisa tells Bill every night. Lay down <laughs> clown.
2: I found this enjoyable. <laughs> Asshole.
0: <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Asshole to you. Uh Go ahead.
1: I, this was this was like the, I, I ditto with this one. Uh, almost had that same type of, you know, punk sound. I, I enjoyed this song.
0: Yeah, that, I, I, my my notes on it are once again good punk energy, and the mix engineer needs a fucking beating. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I understand it's 1985 and we didn't have Pro Tools yet, but fuck me! I know you were probably working with an SSL board, dude. Do fucking better. Mm. The, the 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 mix on this was just ass. Mm. Throwing that to the side. Um, track number nine is called "Left of the Dial."
2: Yeah, this is this is something that now that I've been listening to this album, this is what I expect the replacements are sounding like. Yes, it's you know, so it, this was no surprise, and I liked it along with you know the rest of them.
0: Right. This is uh, this I give this one a I gave it a meh
2: I.
1: I- Believe it or not, I actually enjoyed this one. It, 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 was, it, it sounded more when he's saying "new wave." I thought this more had, this song had a more uh, rock sound to it.
2: Well, that's what I mean. It's like as from as I've been listening to all these tracks, this <clears> is like okay, now I can see what I expect, and they're giving it to me. Right.
0: Um, it, my my drag on this one again was believe it or know, not the fucking mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the, I, I said I'd love to hear this album with a sober or competent mixer. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if Paul mixed this and he was loaded or the, the mixer or the guy, the mix engineer was loaded or if he just sucks at his job because the mix on this is just fucking terrible. Uh, Paul's voice, this album, as far as Paul's voice and I really like Paul Westerberg's voice. I, I really do. I, I like... A lot of the replacement stuff. He's a great guitar player, a uh, uh, great singer, great songwriter, but his vocals on this album are either way too up in the mix or buried. Yeah. The, 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 whoever they hired to mix this album should have had his fucking head beaten with a
3: shillelagh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Next is a song called Little Mascara.
2: Yeah, this, I thought that. Great guitar work on it. Yeah. This is my favorite song on the album. It's a good tune. Yeah. But I'm saying of this album, not of all time. No, yeah. Of no. this of all the songs on the album, this one was the one that really I enjoyed the most. Yeah.
0: Uh, what do you got, Jim? I didn't like it. See, I, I'm I'm middle of the road. I gave this a meh. Uh, it's another mid mid eighties mm. new wave song. Yeah. And I don't mean mid as an eighty four to eighty six. I mean just mid. Yeah. Um, This could have been by a lot of new wave bands at this time. You know, I could have seen. I I won't say like Oingo Boingo or anything, but, you know, (laughs) there are bands. There are other bands that could have put out something like this. Yeah. But it's not a terrible fucking Mm -hmm. song. And the last song is another fantastic song that this really is. To me, this is the replacement's wheelhouse. Here comes a regular. Okay. It's a good drinking song. See, I, I didn't think
2: you were, because this to me, it almost sounded like it was from the future. Like this is like more
0: 90s with a Celtic feel. I like this one. And I thought you would absolutely hate it. No, I, I, I actually <laughs> dug this song. It's not a bad song. Uh, see, we're getting it. We're getting it. Dropkick Murphy's coming at you. Nah, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Um, uh, uh, Because Paul Westerberg is a better fucking singer and songwriter than anybody mm. in the Dropkick Murphy's. It's a good way to close out the record. No, I I was conflicted on this one. I didn't
2: See, I didn't like it either.
0: <laughs> See, I liked it. Um and like this reminds me of uh of of a song like uh another replacement song like one that we do called If Only You Were Lonely. Mm. This kind of reminds me of that kind of vibe. And I I I I enjoyed this song. Um I would. I wish the whole record would have been songs like this, and uh, what the hell is the other one that we were talking about? Uh, da, 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 da. Waitress in the sky, and bastards of young. Mm-hmm. I I I wish the whole record would have been done like that. But all in all, it's I. It's not a terrible album. It's not the worst thing we fucking listen to by a long shot.
2: Probably not.
0: No, no,
1: no. You're not. You're not wrong there.
0: No, because you made me listen to Dropkick Murphys. He made me listen to Led Zeppelin.
1: Well, don't forget that shit that Brian had us listen to. Oh, uh, oh,
0: yeah. And the Def Leppard deep dive. And the Def Leppard deep dive. I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> we, yeah, we've been all over the place. Yeah, the Kiss deep dive. Um, we enjoyed that. We, we enjoyed doing it, it. Ruined Kiss for me. And I, I'll never forgive you for that. What do you give it out of 10? Honestly, out of 10, I'm going to give this a 6. It's
2: better than average, but again, it's still... There was better New Wave bands at the time.
0: Okay, fair enough. Jim?
1: I hate New Wave. I'm going to 5, though. It wasn't a horrible album. Okay. There were there were a couple of songs on here I really, really... I mean, you hate did a, you,
0: nobody I, hates New Wave. See, and uh-uh. that, that actually works out well, because i'm right in the middle i'm five and a half uh, there you I, go I, I i'm gonna give it a five and a half and the reason i'm rating it that low is the mix yeah i'm digging it i'm probably digging it two two and a half points on the mix alone i would have probably given this an album a seven maybe seven and a half with a better mix um that being said i've I, you know I mean Jimmy turned me on to the replacements and I have listened to some of their other stuff and I do like them but this album was just it's a great it, it has the potential to be a great album I would love to see this fucking thing remastered I was just gonna say and was this mixed thing ever better. remastered no they never remastered it I would love to see it remastered and mixed by somebody who's like sober and competent I think this would be a, a much better album if that were done yeah mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's Tim. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh, those that call me Tim. Oh,
1: I'm playing I'm playing uh, Witcher Wild Hunt. Okay. On uh, PlayStation, and I'm walking through this town, and I just hear this guy go, and he just up and heals me, and I w- <laughs> I had, oh, what the hell is that? That that line from freaking. Uh,
2: Life
0: Uh, of Brian and the leper. Yeah. I was a leper with purpose and now I got nothing. (laughs) See, and uh, you're playing that. And I just downloaded the entire. Well, Jesse bought it, but we have we uh, share a uh, Xbox Live account. Mm -hmm. So I just downloaded uh, the entire Mafia trilogy. Oh, my. So I'm playing Mafia one again. I haven't played you, that in a while.
2: Do you like uh, JRPGs? Yeah. There's one that just came out. It's on Steam. WrestleQuest. Really? Yeah. And they they got the likenesses. And, the, and you're basically, it's like almost like a Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're with wrestlers. Nice. I'm actually, I haven't played one of those in years. I'm going to be downloading it just to play it.
0: What? It, it's on Steam. Yeah. WrestleQuest. WrestleQuest. I'll have to check that out. Oh, my Lord. And you know what else I just got? And it surprised the shit out of me. It was free on Game Pass, on Xbox Game Pass, because we have the Game Pass subscription. Correct. Talk about in my fucking wheelhouse, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Yes. Um, have you ever played Dead by Daylight? No. Okay. Um it's a survival game. it's a mul- it's a multiplayer survival game Jeez. online cooperative. And in this one you can play as either the family or the victims. I have yet to play as a victim. <laughs> um, but it's mo- online multiplayer online multiplayer. Oh. there's four you start the game there's four uh, four victims and three family members. You have to, one person has to play as Leatherface, Mm -hmm. obviously. So, um, I've played as Leatherface a few times, but then there's the hitchhiker. There's, you know, you're Mm -hmm. the the guy from the original movie with the, with the yes big birthmark. Yes. You can play as him. You can play as Johnny. Oh my. Uh, you can play as Sissy, uh, who's a character from two, I think. Mm. Um. There's, there's like five different family members you can play as. And uh, the objective, obviously, is to hunt down mm-hmm. your victims. And it's all scenes from or all locations from in the movie. You got the gas station. You got the compound. You have to secure the compound. Like you got to hook oh. up, hook up car batteries and shit to 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 uh, rig the electric fence. And you have to collect blood to feed grandpa.
1: Oh, Oh, my God. Well, because
0: Grandpa's the best killer there ever was. (laughs) And the more blood you feed Grandpa, the more powerful he gets. And his abilities help you. If you get Grandpa to full power, they can't hide from you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. Their only hope is escape. It's fucking fun. Can they (laughs) fight back? They can fight back. It doesn't do any good. Because of course Leatherface has a chainsaw Correct uh, The hitchhiker has Has uh, Has his pocket knife Sissy has a scalpel um, Johnny has a fucking bowie knife You know Everybody's got something oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun Oh man It's fun <laughs> Now On to the movie um, Alistair My 14 year old boy Suggested a movie by, by the name of Jeremiah Johnson. This movie was uh, directed by Sidney Pollack and written by a man named Ed Anhalt and John Milius. Based on the, on the books Mountain Man by Vardis Fisher and Crow Killer by Raymond Thorpe and Robert Bunker. This movie was released on May the 7th, 1972 at the Cannes Film Festival. And it got a wide release. On December 21st of 1972. Mm-hmm. Now, since this movie was made in 72, um, as usual, I did the box office, the, the budget and box office. Yes. But for older movies, I want to start doing this. Um, I, I went to an inflation calculator mm, okay. and adjusted for inflation what these f- figures would have been. Now... It was made on a 3.1 million dollar budget in 1972. Okay. Which adjusted for inflation is 22.7 million dollars. All right. And it it raked in 40 a respectable 44.7 million dollars at the box office in 1972 dollars. Mm-hmm. In modern money that equates to 326.9 million dollars. Fifth highest grossing movie that year. Yes. Fifth one two, one, two, three, four, fifth!
2: Huh.
0: Yeah. Stars Robert Redford as the title character Jeremiah Johnson. Will Greer as Bear Claw, Bear Claw Chris Lapp, uh, Stefan Giersach as Del Gieux. Della Barton, or Bolton rather, as Swan, Josh Al- Alby as Caleb, Joaquin Martinez as Paints His Shirts Red. Allie Ann McCleary as the crazy woman. That's the only thing she's credited as. <laughs> uh Paul Benedict as oh, he plays such a great scumbag, doesn't he? Yes. Paul Benedict. He's Rev, he's Reverend, Lin- Reverend Lindquist.
2: Yes, yes.
0: He plays a great sleaze bag. Mm-hmm. Uh Jack Colvin as Lieutenant Mulvey. Matt Clark as Quaylan. Uh Richard Angor- Ang- Angarola as Chief Two-Tongues, Charles Twiner as Ribideau, and an uncredited Tanya Tucker, the country singer. Really? As one of Quaylen's daughters.
3: Mm.
0: And the story starts with a Mexican war veteran, Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, He's going out to the Rocky Mountains to become a mountain man, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, His first winter up in the mountains is very difficult. He's not... You see him, he's essentially sleeping under pine boughs. He doesn't have a shelter, not so much as a lean-to. He's having a rough go of it with trying to hunt. Mm -hmm. It's just not a fucking good time. No. And he has has his first run-in with... Paints his shirts red. Who is a chief of the Crow tribe. And around this time, he's got a. He starts off. He's got a thirty caliber Hawken rifle, uh, which is his main rifle. And uh,
1: now that that run in though, that was they didn't really interact. No, it's it first just, time he it, sees. It, it. First time they yeah mm-hmm. visually yeah. say okay you're here and I'm here fuck
0: yeah pretty much, um, and now. He's like I said. He's got this thirty caliber Hawkin rifle, mm-hmm. and now he comes across a corpse frozen in the snow, kind of reminiscent of Jack Torrance in The Shining. Yes, a little bit. Yes. Um, but this is this is Hatchet Jack, and Hatchet Jack had his legs broken by a uh, I think by a grizzly. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sitting there. He's reminiscent of Charlton, Char, uh, Car, uh, Charlton Heston from Michael Dead Hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got uh, you know a rifle frozen in his dead hands, and he's taken the time to write his last will and testament. A very
2: eloquent note, by the way. Yes, very eloquent. <laughs> I mean, for mountain men. Yes,
0: that that that's one thing i one thing I took away from this movie. They were very well spoken mountain folk. <laughs>
2: And apparent, and I swear to God, they had the internet up there because everybody knew all the fucking business all over the mountains.
3: yeah. <laughs> it was
2: like that. That's that. that, 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 that I, fu- they were fucking smoke signals. I don't know what my next door neighbors are fucking doing. It's Gary. Uh, I don't want to know. But oh, he's not my neighbor. He's down the block. Oh, well, but but okay, it's close like, enough. But these people know exactly. I mean, just uh, and not you know in the future. I mean. In that hatchet tax gun, how the hell can you identify a goddamn gun?
1: Well, because there's so few people in the
2: mountains, and he was a known person. So Again, known mountain men.
0: It's like, is there a mountain man convention? There might be. That... <laughs> there might be. You know, you gotta trade your fucking wampum somewhere. Yeah. I don't you gotta trade your beaver pelts and whatnot. <laughs> you know, I mean They
2: never explain that part. We it's it should be known. No, it's not no in a movie this fucking long, they had time to explain shit. Okay, this fucking Lord of the Rings Western.
3: Had a fucking... So much
2: fucking walking in this goddamn thing. They was... could have stopped all the walking and explained some shit. It was two hours with the intermission. I know, it had an intermission. A fucking Yes, a fucking intermission. And a montage, no less. Jesus Christ. That's okay. what the
0: fast forward button for. And walking. For. Fucking so much fucking walking. Anyway... <laughs> In Hatchet Jack's will, he bequeaths bequeaths his rifle to whoever finds it. Just so happens, it's our hero, Jeremiah Johnson. Yes. Now, uh, when he's pulling the fucking rifle from Hatchet Jack's corpse, he inadvertently disrupts a hunt by our friend, Bear Claw, Chris Lapp. Mm Mm-hmm. Now Bear Claw is a fucking salty old bastard. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he's a handy dude to have around. Yes. Because he teaches Jeremiah like the like the, the, the ways of the mountain, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I like Jeremiah would not have survived without mm-hmm. no. without Cres Lapp.
1: There was one good scene in there where I forgot how he set him up to have the fucking bear chase him, but the bear chases him through the fucking cabin.
0: Yeah. Oh. And skin
2: him, that pilgrim. It's like,
0: oh yeah, my god. Yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, uh, you just didn't like the fact he was calling a pilgrim.
2: No, it's not that. As I said, it was just oh my god. It was just it it seemed like everybody on the mountain
0: knew everybody else, and it's like how? I'm telling you, the fucking different tribes of Indians were sending, and I'm not being racist. That's the term they use in this movie, <laughs> Indians. They were sending the smoke signals. I don't know.
1: Because well, not only that they probably elect.
0: they did talk
1: well not only that and they did they did trade for yeah the most I
2: know part. that the the crow tribe which were set up as the good guys and the bad guys it seemed confusing it was very well it wasn't confusing at all it no it was because at one point they're the bad guys and then he's trading
0: with them no no they were never the bad guys well what. They were never the bad guys until they were given cause. Correct.
1: He's absolutely 100% correct. He made, he made good with the crows when he skinned, was it a deer or an elk? The elk. And they ran into uh, Paints' his shirt red. Yeah. And uh, Bearclaw started talking to him, and I had to laugh. He goes, do you know that language? Yeah, he knows English too. He's just doing this to piss me off. But then he took he took the hide, and gave it to paints a shirt red, Mm -hmm. and they accepted that as tribute, and they were nice to
0: him ever. They were never the bad guys; they were protecting their land. I know I get that
2: protecting land is, and I know I don't want to go down historical roads at all. But I know, (laughs) but what I mean is that they they. I mean, the attack, the attacks were against women and children.
1: There were different tribes up there. There yeah. was the
2: Crow. Yeah, and they one had the arrows with the three red
0: things on it. Well, no, that was just paints and shirts red.
1: That was just his arrow. Yeah, they, but they established. As, as, yeah. as we go further, I mean, not long after this scene uh, is when does this when he finds the cabin with
0: the yes, okay. So now he comes. In, yeah, move. Now he comes across the cabin where everybody's been slaughtered except for a woman who has gone nuts from grief because her entire family, save her and her now mute,
1: yeah, mute child,
0: child, have been slaughtered. And it's never established what tribe does that. Correct. It's never established what tribe does it. Oh, the Blackfeet's the other tribe. Oh, uh, that's right. It was Blackfoot. That's right. It was Black... You're right. It was Blackfoot. Because then we have a run-in with the Blackfoot later. Yes. Uh, there are three different tribes... Yes. In this... In the movie. In this movie. Yeah. In the area. There's, yeah. there's the Crow, Yeah. the Blackfoot, and the Flathead.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. And the Blackfoot are the assholes.
0: Yes. They're the bad guys. Well, I know that the Flatheads
2: were good because... They, they respected everything that was going on right and
0: and well I I, I still don't like yeah you I kind of didn't tr- I, I didn't trust him because the fucker spoke
2: French but but again it's maybe <laughs> maybe like putting good guys bad guys because I mean all that stuff was going on at that time the fight for land and all that I mean you know it, there was a lot of line crossing on all ends
0: right but I I, I, I can't trust the flatheads because I don't trust anybody who speaks French and they all... Did, well
1: we'll get to them. Because as he's traveling now with this boy,
0: correct? Well, him, oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they bury the bodies. They bury the bodies, and she's like just zoning out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he tries to leave, and she f- essentially forces Jeremiah to adopt this fucking kid mm-hmm. and take him with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which he does, and um, so they go off on their they go off on their uh, on their adventures. And now we meet Dell. And at the time we meet Dell, he's cut all his hair off because he don't want to get He don't want to get scalped. Last for him to take. Uh, but he's buried up to his fucking neck. And the Blackfoot have done this to him. Mm-hmm. And in Doing so, they've also stolen his horse. All his shit. And all his other shit, like his pelts. Yeah. He's a trapper. So he they've sold, stolen all of his stuff. Now, he convinces Jeremiah to go and infiltrate the Blackfoot encampment with and, him. And quite a casual
2: conversation with your head buried in the sand in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. it was very
0: lighthearted. It was... <laughs> well, I, at that point, I think you kind of... you may You may have come to the point where you realize I'm not fucking getting out of this real quick. Cause, um, so they, they go and, uh, they infiltrate this Blackfoot camp and Dell lion bastard. He is opens fire. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to go in and get my shit.
2: Yeah. And no, oh. I, you knew it was going to open fire.
0: Oh yeah. I knew that. You knew yeah. that <laughs> everybody knew that, but Jeremiah, the fucking naive prick. Yes. Uh, He was, you know, very... uh, He saw the world through rose-colored glasses, Jeremiah Johnson did. uh, At this point, anyway. Yes. So, um, they get his shit back. Dell opens fire, so now they end up wiping out the entire fucking Blackfoot uh, encampment. Yes. And now they run across...
1: Oh, they scalped him.
0: That's right, they scalped him, too. Um... Now they run across a band of flathead.
2: But Del didn't know that. Right. And planned the scalps
0: on Jeremiah. Yes. The prick. Right. And flathead tradition states that if the chief can't top any gift that you give him, he's going to fucking kill you. Yes. So... He thinks that the horses and the scalps are a gift. So now the only thing he can give Jeremiah that's going to top this shit <laughs> is the gift that keeps on giving mm. his daughter. Yeah. So there's a marriage ceremony mm-hmm. between Jeremiah Johnson and... uh and Chief Swan's daughter or the Chief's daughter, Swan. Mm-hmm. And they go off, Caleb and Swan and Jeremiah go off into the wilderness and come to find out bitch can't cook.
2: Well, cook, cook, cook stuff he likes. It was it was rice. It was corn patties or whatever. Yeah. Fucking, he wanted
0: beef. Fucking corn pone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, he takes a bite. Of it and he's like fucking gagging on it. It goes, goes. Tells the kid go get supper (laughs) spits it out and takes some bite of fucking some beef jerky or some shit. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, eventually they find a place that's suitable to build Mm -hmm. their home and they, you know, they're becoming a family and it's, it's really, it's really neat to kind of see how it's done. Um, It reminded me a lot of a documentary I watched many years ago. Called Alone in the Wilderness, uh, which was the story, which is the story of a man named Richard Prenicky I know what you're talking about. It was on
1: PBS. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Richard Prenicky was an executive uh, at some large corporation. I can't remember. I want to say it was Ford, but I don't think it was Ford. No. Um, he was a, anyway, he was an executive. And one day he just up and said, fuck it. I'm done. And he went off the grid. And mm-hmm. he moved to what's now a national park in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And he built himself a cabin. He did all this shit with his with his, own, with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, no electricity, no running water. He built a cabin. And he lived there for 30 plus years. Uh, until he no longer could. And then he went and lived with his brother in California until his passing. The cabin still yes. is there. Yeah. And it's now a uh it's now a part of a national park. Mm. But yeah, if you get it I think you can find it on YouTube. It's called Alone in the Wilderness. And he had a he had a little eight millimeter camera with him. Mm-hmm. And every couple every month or so the plane would come and drop him off his dry goods and stuff like that. And uh batteries for his camera and all and film and take his film back and get it developed and whatnot. Uh, it's actually, it's a fucking really cool story. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it. And this, that this kind of reminded me of that uh, with them showing him, you know, using the horse to pull out the logs yes. and all kinds of and stuff move like that. around
1: whenever you put them on the, you have to line them up.
0: Yep. And, you know, packing, packing the straw in the mud, Yes, to fill in the cracks in the in the uh-huh. between the the logs. It's really cool. Um, a lot of cool visuals in this movie. Um, do, 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 do. We meet up with the religious flatheads. They're
1: building the cabin.
0: This is when the okay. army comes through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My my exact note is now the fucking pale faces show up. Yes. <laughs> um. Th- th- and because there's a group of white folk that are lost up in the past. Um, and here's where we find out that the religious guy's a fucking douchebag. Go figure. Um, they're Christians, don't you? Uh, doesn't that mean anything? No, it doesn't fucking mean shit. But again, it's like
2: they these people are stuck. There's plenty of able-bodied men. That know where they're at. Yeah.
1: We need a guide. Yeah. But we, they need
2: a guide to show them where they're... I mean, it didn't make any... And it's... Again, it's like... It's like he had an address. It's like, oh, you're Jeremiah Johnson. They've heard of you. They know where you live. How much of a mountain man you just know where he's at?
0: No, I think they just were they, happening. They
2: didn't just happen along. They knew who he was.
0: Yeah, they did. Oh. They did know and who he like, was. it's like... Well, no. When they were down in the town proper um they knew that johnson was up there um i i i i would have i would actually ha- i'd want to read the books cuz this is actually based on a true story i know this a lot of holes <laughs> well if you cut the intermissions out the movie is only
2: an hour and a half Fifty-two minutes. No, not even with the intermissions. It's fucking long.
1: Oh, don't weird. forget the overture in the beginning. That was weird too. That was weird. Yeah, you
2: cut all of that.
0: Cut all of the bullshit out. It's, that was only eight minutes. You cut all the. I timed everything. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> fucking eight. Anyway, bullshit. Anyway, um, fucking preacher. Fuck that guy. Um, That's Bentley from the Jeffersons, man. You can't yeah, fuck that guy. Um. So Jeremiah tries to tell them, look. Don't go through this part. Don't Mm -hmm. go through here. This is sacred territory. This is a, it's a crow burial ground. Yes. Don't fucking go through there. Now, once again, Preacher Man's got to fucking run his dick liquor. Stay, Oh, they're down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lieutenant, or a captain, or whoever the fuck, the commanding officer of the army unit, Insists that they go through. And forces Jeremiah to lead. Yep, forces Jeremiah to lead them through. Now, all right, they get through it. Jeremiah says, there you go, I'm out. Now, he goes back from whence he came. And he sees some very familiar trinkets laid on the graves. Ah, I was wondering what set him off. Mm Mm-hmm he sees Swan's trinkets okay. laid on the graves so now he beats feet back home and in an act of retribution for disturbing their sacred ground the black or the, the crow have killed Swan and Caleb now shit's about to get real <laughs> and we find out later that, you know, if it would have been the Blackfoot, they'd have sent 50 of them at one shot mm-hmm. after him. But the crow are honorable. And they said, well, the first time, first encounter, Jeremiah finds an encampment and he kills them all. Except for that one fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He lets the tubby fuck live.
1: Yeah, there were three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and he lets the fat bastard live. Because he, he starts singing his death songs because he knows, oh, my ticket's punched. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah essentially says, nah, 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 nah. You are going to tell the tale.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So now, one by one, the crow keeps sending these people after Jeremiah Johnson. And one by one, they keep getting wiped out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, he meets up with Dell again. And they go back to where Caleb and his mother had lived. Mm -hmm. And this is when we meet Quaylen, Who makes a fucking mistake of pulling a gun on Jeremiah? (laughs) Yep. Uh, No. But he knows, once again, he knows who Jeremiah Johnson is. Yeah. But by now. He's a legend. His legend has grown. Because this has been, uh, it's been probably a year. Hmm. I'm thinking. It's been about a year. Yeah. Uh, that this war with between him and the crow have been going on. Don't
1: they build a monument to him? They
0: built a fucking monument to him yes. by where yeah. this cabin was. And every once in a while, they'll leave a talisman or a trinket there to show their appreciation. So, we meet Qualen. He's got his family stashed in a fucking corn crib. Next time, don't put him in a corn crib. Tell <laughs> him to run.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so they've built a monument. They've, they they've come to respect him and they, I think they realize we're not going to kill this fucking guy. Yeah. So now he meets up for a He meets up with bear claw again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says he says, you come far pilgrim. We're it worth the trouble. <laughs> and I got to wonder, was it really worth the trouble? He went up there alone Met people that became friends and allies. Fell in love, had a family, lost it all. Now he's back on his own again.
1: When did his cabin burn down? I forget what He burned it. it. He, burned it down. Thought, yeah. he burned it down. He burned it when he found
0: Swan. When he found Swan and That's Caleb. What I thought. Yep. Now see him dr- riding along on his horse. And him and Paints of Shirts Red see each other in the distance. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah reaches for his gun, Paints his Shirts Red, lifts his hand. Yep. Open palm shows, I got nothing, I mean no harm. Takes him a minute, but Jeremiah returns it. And as the kids say, the beef was squashed. Mm. All right. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Um, Now, I'm fully prepared to get shat on. But before we do that, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, the finger. Oh, I got that choice, the finger. You give it the finger? Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay. Jim. Jim.
1: I didn't hate it as bad as you. Thumbs down? Yes.
0: I'm going to... I I am not a fan of Westerns. At all. We know this. Yes. I, I mean, there are some Westerns I do dig, and they're all modern Westerns. Like, I love Tombstone. The Young Guns movies, I was a fan of those. Yeah. But, like, these fucking Westerns, I am normally not a fan of. This movie was fucking beautifully shot. OK, the, the the images, some of the images are absolutely fucking striking. And it, it's because I, I, I love that. I love the mountains and the outdoors. I think it's beautiful. I don't want to fucking live there, but I like to look at it. OK, and I think the story is very interesting. I, I would actually like to read the book, Crow Killer.
1: It wasn't until today That I realized it was based off a book? Because I'm like, this movie has no fucking plot. Where's the fucking (laughs) storyline?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of holes in it.
1: However. But it was just somebody, it was a true story of him going up into the mountains and the shit that happened to him. Yeah,
0: like I said, I would like to read the book to flesh out the plot. Now, I'm really surprised that a 14-year-old recommended this movie. I was fucking shocked. Well, uh, and Alistair, Alistair really digs the movie. Um, the, the the
2: cinematography and the music in this reminded me of a Disney movie. That I think that if you took Davy out, Crockett, if you took out all the violence, you could put this on the Disney Channel and it would have fit in perfectly. See, I you're uh, not wrong. And I was like you're not wrong. And again, I was one of those. This and even the, and I didn't enjoy Hacksaw Ridge, but this one I kept looking at. What fucking time is it? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, and every time I thought there was a beat, a story beat, that, oh, this must be the end. No. And then that intermission came up. I, what the
0: fuck is this?
1: There's only it's one it. movie that I know of that ever had an intermission as well.
0: Oh, I know a few.
1: Spartacus.
0: Sp- ben Hur. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few. Gone with the Wind.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: there's been a few. Now, I'm grading this on a curve Mm -hmm. and it's not because my kid picked the movie. I'm grading it on a curve and I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is one of the more enjoyable old timey Westerns that I've watched. And I thought I, I I, I'm fascinated by the story and I want to read the book. So I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to give it a thumbs up. But on a provisional level, uh, Kind of Gentler Me is going yeah. in the middle. Hmm.
2: I actually looked up some of the other movies that were released in 1972. Not that went up against this at the box office. The Godfather. The Godfather. Deliverance. Snoopy Come Home. Okay. Blackula. Oh, oh Jesus oh my Christ. God. Way of the Dragon. Pink Flamingos. And Deep Throat. Now... That is the cinematic landscape at this time and this is what they put out as the fifth highest grossing film. Like I said, it was...
0: I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it.
2: Yeah, this is one of the very few that I've watched so far that I've actively was like, I wish I could have just done the Cliff Notes version. And, And I hate to say this, like... The uh, it was like from going from Heather's and Dropkick Murphys to replacements in this. I'll fucking give you
0: one. I'll fucking give you one. Going. Go I'll on. give you two.
2: Going. Right
0: Fucking. No. Now you bastard. All right. Jim, pick a movie. He gimmicked it. I didn't
2: gimmick shit. Oh. what's in your hand? I saw you gimmick it.
1: <sighs> <laughs> fucking gimmick you randy's movie oh american psycho oh
2: i've seen this one it's all right okay this one
1: with the the, the hughie lewis and the news yep yeah when he oh yeah. yeah 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 Yeah.
0: patrick bateman all right give me the uh the bucket the other the other other bucket
2: I thought you were going to smack me.
0: (laughs) I fucking should smack (laughs) you.
2: Oh, Countdown to Extinction by Megadeth. Ah, Dana. Yep, that's, I couldn't. That's a good one. Your writing sucks.
1: That's a very good album. Okay,
0: now, so for next week, the album is Countdown to Extinction by Megadeth, as suggested by our friend Dana Chrisberg lang Mm -hmm. this This is a good week now. Mistress Dana. Def- this is a
2: good name. Oh, this is oh definitely made
0: up for last week. And the movie American Psycho, suggested by my oldest. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we crowdsource from <laughs> when we crowdsource from in my house. Um, oh, that's Lord. what we're gonna do next week. Now, I'm giving you bastards and myself homework as well during the week. We're not gonna pick an album to review or not we're gonna we're not gonna pick a movie to review next week we're gonna do three albums okay mm-hmm. you have one week to think about this mm-hmm. I want an album from each of you that is either a guilty pleasure or something that you love but is not in your wheelhouse okay Hmm. That's odd. That's why we're doing it. No,
2: I mean, because I I don't I don't really consider anything I listen to a guilty pleasure, because I like it. It's my shit, and not my wheelhouse. Everything is my wheelhouse.
0: No, it's not. Good for the most part. Good music is not in your wheelhouse.
2: See, whatever I bring to the table, you're gonna fucking hate.
0: So you don't know that. Oh, so.
2: I'll have to scour my collection, because and, and, if it's in my collection, I enjoy it.
0: I know exactly the album I'm putting up. I I, actually, I, I have it... I
2: really got to think about
0: I have this. it narrowed down to two. And I'm going to listen to both of them probably tomorrow, and I'm going to decide which one. I'm going to have to scour through my... really scour through my collection and think,
2: what's the one that like everybody would think, no. But I can't think of one now, because I'm... I'm gonna have a mm. I like the country, I like the rock and roll, I like the metal, I like the disco, I like the pop, I like the
0: Irish, I like the singer,
2: I like dancer, (laughs) it is Buna, and (laughs) it's (laughs) ringer.
0: Oh, you fucking bastards. Uh fuck. So next week, if you guys want to play along, and I uh, I wholeheartedly hope you do, Countdown to Extinction by Megadeth. I already know I'm going to have fun with that one. I enjoy that record so much. And a movie that I think we've all watched. Yes. Mm -hmm. American Psycho. So if you want to play along, you know what to do. And we're running low in the bucket. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be reaching out uh, to get more suggestions. So think long, think hard. And we'll come up with some new shit.
2: Oh, I always know stuff I can put in.
0: I know. So do I.
2: M- music is just irritating. irritate you. Movies I've never seen before.
0: Yeah, I know you do this shit just to fucking irritate. <laughs>
2: no, me. Dropkick Murphys. That was a great fucking album. No, it wasn't. Oh it was God. fucking
0: terrible. It was. It was ass. <gasps> it hurts. Good. You know what was funny? He- it hurt to listen to. He knew.
1: He knew because he hopped in my car that week, and he even says, "How come every time I get in your car, whenever we're going to the pod to the podcast, <laughs> you have the album playing, but you don't have it playing this week?"
3: <laughs>
1: There's a good reason for
2: that. Oh, yeah. I just don't see why. I still don't understand. I'm. You are dumb. No, it's okay. I'll find. I'll throw another dropkick, Murphys in there. I and,
0: and... you got you you need to understand. I have commissioner powers in here too. That's not fair. I can veto anything. It's a great, man. It's, it's not fucking great. It's it's fucking mighty, mighty boss tones with less talent. It makes
2: me want to live at Fenway and become a whatever baseball team they have.
0: The Red Sox, you fucking <laughs> nitwit, you. you idiot. I hate you. <laughs> On that note, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. You're a fucking idiot.
1: I'm taking a drink. I'm Jim.
0: Wait Later, minute. motherfuckers.